Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. How lucky am I to have you guys listening tonight and all those other nights that you've listened or days or Whenever you've tuned into this show, I am so grateful for you guys. You have no idea. I literally would not continue creating this show if there wasn't at least one of you listening. So I'm so grateful for that. If you do love this show, um, if it is a show you've listened to before and you love this show, and if you love this station, please tell all your friends about it. Um, this platform, Inspired Choices Network, is a brand new platform. We just started it January 1st. All of our great, fabulous hosts from our old platform, a lot of them are still with us. A lot, all the archives are still there. So if you love the programming and you love us and you would like to keep us going, you know, a lot of our motivation is just knowing we've got listeners. So please, please let everybody know uh, we are out here and we are so grateful uh, for you guys listening. So, and I'm so grateful for you guys listening tonight, now and in the future. Um, and for those of you who are new and you didn't realize that, hey, there's like been over 120 shows around um, of The Pleasure Zone. Yes, there has been. You can check them out in the archives. So you can go to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com and you can look under The Pleasure Zone and you'll find all my archives in there, uh, some fabulous shows. Um, I've even had re-listens because I'm like, wow, what did I say there? That was practically intelligent. So feel free to listen. Um, they're all downloadable. You can put them in your iTunes. And uh, I think you can stream us on iTunes now as well. Um, so how cool is that? And you can stream us live on Inspired Choices Network too. So how fun is that? And if you are listening and you love to have some interaction going on, you can call us and you can Skype in. Um, join us in the chat room and you'll find the phone numbers and the Skype connection there. So that would be great to hear from you guys. So so um, just to let you know a little bit about me, uh, my name is Melitza Yelenich and I do a lot of things um, and one of my favorite things to to offer on the planet is body work. I love bodies. I love moving bodies. I love working with them. And one of my greatest joys is to actually create more ease in people's bodies through movement. So I I am just so thrilled to have the opportunity and the possibility to to work on bodies to to assist people with their movement. If you guys um are wondering like what kind of work does she do? Um there are you can check out my website melitzajelenic.com and you'll find some links on there uh for the work that I do and also I went Facebook live today and did a little 
demo of uh, some of the super simple exercises. Um, today's was if you're sitting at a desk for too long and just need to have a little bit of of a of a stretch. Um, I showed you guys a little stretch there on Facebook, so feel free to check that out. Um, and if you would like more stretching exercises or movement stuff with me, let me know. Send me a message on Facebook or through my website. And uh, I would love to hook you up with some ideas for your body, for movement. And hey, come on out to Toronto or El Dorado or Marmara, Ontario and have a session with me. Why not? And I'd love to come to you. Create a party. Have me show up anywhere in the world. I would love it. So, all right. What else do I do? I love bodies. I love energy work. I love working with people in their businesses. Really, I love watching things expand. Da, 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 da. That's my segue into the pleasure zone. Because not only are businesses about expanding, but oftentimes when you get hot and heavy, there's a lot of expanding going on. Penises expand, clitorises expand, things get engorged. So, you know, expansion, expansion, all of it. It's all about expanding. So, there you go. And in case you weren't wondering the connection, I had to give you the connection. So tonight's show uh, was actually a topic that was recommended by a listener a few months ago, and I was going to have the listener on as a guest, um, and uh, I don't know, something it just never seemed to click uh, time-wise, so, so here I am, and I'm going to talk about hair today. So hair, what a topic, um, because there are so many points of view about hair out there, so many points of view uh, about what is sexy, what isn't sexy. There are so many ways that people will judge based on hair. There can be a lot of shaming around hair too, or lack of hair. Um, so let's talk about that because I know that um, growing up, I hadn't even considered hair being an issue. Never in my life did I think, that man's hairy, that's gross. Never did I think that woman has hair. Oh, actually, there was one woman. It was only because it hurt my face. She had this mole that had hair that came out of it. Um, and in Serbian custom, you kiss three times on, so three times on each side of the face. So like one, two, three. And switching sides, right? And she had this mole, and it was on the side where you get the second kiss. And the mole was like, my brother and I called it a cactus. Because that thing would prick you and you'd literally like jump out of your skin. So the cactus kind of terrified me as a kid. But that was the only time that I was actually like, hmm, that hair hurts. Like that was, it wasn't even like, that's not attractive. I didn't really have that point of view. It was more like, ow. Um, <laughs> and so that was my only kind of uh, awareness about body hair. And truly, I wonder, uh, you you know, you guys as kids, were you aware of body hair? Did it did it gross you out? Was it something that you were ashamed of, something you tried to hide? Um, I had a lot of European uh, friends growing up, you know, and I never even thought about it. But looking back, like, they were hairy girls. Like, a lot of them had a lot more hair than I did. And we just never, it was never an issue until grade six rolled around and uh, grade six, grade seven, actually it was grade seven. And I went off to, uh, I went off to some drama camp and 
Um, this is not a band camp story. We didn't put flutes anywhere unusual, but it was drama camp. And one of the girls uh, brought out razors and started shaving her legs. And I was like, what? You're like 12. I was like, why are you shaving your legs? It blew my mind. And um, it didn't it didn't even phase her that she would be shaving. And she's like 12. She thought she should be shaving. Um, and so she had extra razors and everybody in the room started shaving whether we needed to or not. One of my friends who was really blonde, really fair-haired, um, started shaving. Um, what a crazy thing, right? Like we just start... It because somebody says, hey, you need to do this. Um, you know, I had uh, have a cousin who grew up in, she had, she always had this like thing from the time I can remember. She was like, she was prepubescent. She always had this like um, thing like being uh, ashamed of the hair on her body. Like she would, had it, it would also be pointed out to her. So I don't think that was all that kind either. Um, you know, there's been a lot of unkindness with hair. You know, whether you're a woman who happens to have hair on your face or wherever, you know what? Hair grows, people. It's part of our hormonal system. It's part of our endocrine system that actually kicks that hair into into growth. So if we didn't judge people for the hair on their body, um, wouldn't the world just be way sexier? <laughs> I don't know. Get rid of your judgments. Everything becomes a little freaking more sexier, I think. I know. So when did this hair frenzy start? Uh, it's actually pretty old. But so for me in my life, it started when I was about 12, when I felt like, oh, I had to fit in. Um, these other girls are shaving their legs. Hadn't considered shaving my armpits because I didn't have any armpit hair at the time. Um, even after puberty, I didn't really grow much hair. Uh, I'm really not very hairy of a person. Um, although when I, it's not that I have a lot of hair, but my hair grows voraciously uh, like a man's five o'clock shadow. So I do have hair. And sometimes in the summer, I end up shaving my armpits just so it doesn't like, you know, bounce out of our, our shirts. And the funny thing is I did some research on that today. The funny part is that I actually researched it <laughs> because I research everything and who knew there would be research on this? There is. There's always research. Um, it wasn't until around the early 1900s. Actually, it wasn't until women started wearing dresses off their shoulder or or dresses that were um, strapless dresses that they actually started shaving their armpits. And it was only because a woman's magazine uh, initiated them doing that by saying that that you'd want to shave your unsightly parts, the unsightly hair under your arms. Um, before that, women did not shave their underarms in North America. They did in ancient Egypt, but not in North America. It wasn't necessary. Women didn't, they weren't showing off their armpits. Um, they literally weren't showing off their legs either. They were wearing dresses down to their ankles. I mean, showing your ankle bone was very sexy and alluring. So as the dress hemline raised, so did the awareness of hair, interestingly enough, in North America anyway. So women in North America started to actually shave their legs in 1940s. How funny is that? I mean, 
people in the 1940s North America are going through, uh, like, like they're just getting out of depression, the depression, they're just kind of surviving through the war. Um, rations are everywhere. Yet this is now, this is when they decide that they're going to start shaving their legs. Kind of wacky to me, but this is what they're choosing. So their dress lines are going up and their hair leg, hairy legs are coming off. And, you know, the whole idea of shaving your crotch wasn't like a big thing. There wasn't, not like it is now, like people go mental for hair removal. It's almost like there's these huge polar opposing ideas about what's okay, like no hair or hair, what's disgusting and smelly and not disgusting and not smell. Like there, there's so many points of view. It's crazy that people have um, taken such extreme sides to this. So, you know, some people will be completely turned off by hair. Some people will be completely turned on by no hair or by hair. Um, I really honestly don't have a point of view. It was that experience in grade seven camp where it was like judging my own body because this person was like, you should shave. And I was like, oh, yes, I probably should. I had no hair, people. I had no hair anywhere. I uh, might have had one hair on my leg, maybe one, um, and you would have to see it in certain shades of the sunlight when it would hit and it would just like capture it, but really no hair. Um, I still really have like five hairs on my legs, so I, I think I shave my legs once a year. Um, that's because you guys want to know that, <laughs> but, but I don't have a point of view. I have a, a friend uh, of mine. We were nursing our children together, and she had like full on armpit hair, full on leg hair. She was awesome, and and she was fearless about her hair. Like I loved her fearlessness about it. She would walk around in skirts, hairy legs and all, um, nurse the babe, the hair coming in the babe's face. Like she was just like rugged, real like hardcore, and I loved it. Um, and the thing is, like, babies actually like the smell of their moms. So having hair that would actually retain the smell uh, is not a bad thing. I mean, if if you don't like it, shave it. Um, it's not going to kill your baby to have its nose in your armpit that has hair in it. Just saying. Lots of countries in the world actually um, find hair very attractive on the underarms. So it doesn't make you unattractive. Just saying. Find the people who don't have a point of view about it, and then you're good to go. So we're going to head to break, and when we come back, there'll be more discussion on hair today, gone tomorrow, here on Inspired Choices Network, The Pleasure Zone. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself 
yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Janich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaJelanich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Nelly Tsiolanich, and tonight the topic is Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. In this day and age, not only do we have ways to shave the hair off, to remove it, we've got laser treatments, we've got uh, electrolysis, waxing, sugaring, um, you name it. There are so many ways to eliminate your hair. Uh, Hair has become a massive industry. Uh, and the elimination of it has become like the plight of many. It's actually created a huge, um, you know, when you look in magazines, for example, beauty magazines, uh, how often do you actually see women with hairy arms or hairy legs? Unless they're doing an ad to say hair removal creams or, you know, shaving this or whatever, uh, it usually is an ad to indicate let's get rid of this hair rather than, hey, let's celebrate this hair and nuzzle our noses into that fabulous armpit or fabulous smell that's, you know, um, I, you know, for me personally, I love the smell of an armpit and just I'm crazy for it. So when uh, when a, you actually can hold more smell in an armpit when there's hair there, it just hair contains smell really well. Um, and, and I personally love the smell of it. So I love that my lover has like hair on his armpit. So yay. And and if my lover was a woman, um I'd be happy that she would have hairy armpits too because I'd want to nuzzle my face in her armpit. So fun. Um it's it's actually got a job. It it actually does have like it holds a scent. It you know holds pheromones in it so that we can attract people to us. Um and there's so many other functions of hair. Hair has been like 
throughout the centuries, uh, thousands of years. I mean, our bodies were covered in hair at one point because we required it instead of clothing. Um, so, yes, Neanderthal man was, as they say, covered in hair. That was not an issue. I think Neanderthal woman would have been mortified if Neanderthal man wasn't covered in hair. He'd look frightful to her, like, what kind of strange creature is this with no hair? You know, it's it's our point of view. So it, hair really is insulation. Yeah, and it is. Like I was just saying, it's to keep the body warm. Um, and it it is... A, it is a way to actually allow your body to maintain its warmth. Um, I have, you know, friends who have more hair on their body and they do just, you know, you throw a shirt on top of basically another shirt, you're going to be warmer by naturalness that that is. Uh, so there is a function, absolutely, there's a function to it. And even though you might not look like you have hair on your body, um if you've never waxed, shaved, or done any of this electrolysis stuff, there are little tiny, tiny hairs that are on your body everywhere. Um, just take a little magnifying glass up to your face. You're going to see little tiny hairs. We have this, even if you can't see it right off the bat, we've got this little tiny peachy fuzz covering us everywhere. Um, why? Because our bodies actually like it. Hmm, concept. But, you know, I think it's this the the so-called unsightly hair that the Victorians would call it um, was that unsightly hair that would come out from under your armpits and scare people when you were doing dancing, their so-called modern dancing where you would lift your arm and twirl. Oh my, your armpit hair would shock the men of the room because you know why it was shocking? They were trying to be alluring and at the same time not be overly sexual and and truly what armpit hair did like armpit hair is very close to the breast it would draw attention to that whole area that is pretty much essentially why they wanted to eliminate it was because it was drawing attention to the the breast area so pretty funny <laughs> and 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 it's it's cute but like what if what if we have so much more choice and we're not um, it, we don't have to buy the point of view of society that you need to shave to be attractive, you know. Um, I've actually heard men be really concerned about having hair on their body. And like I said, I don't have a point of view. I, I, I actually like men with hair on their body, but that's just me. Um, I like bodies. I really don't have a point of view, so whatever. But hair, no hair, whatever. Uh, the the one thing that I did read about was that in Greek times, um, and prior to that, actually, the Egyptians, the Egyptians were, like, huge on hair removal. They did all kinds of things to eliminate hair. They were one of the first people to actually create a system that was similar to waxing, that was a... Uh, um, body sugaring and a lot of places still do body sugaring today um, and like a sort of thing that was like threading where they'd pull the hairs out but they also did some really crazy stuff using pumice stones and they would rub their bodies and I thought when I read that I was like wow that would be so raw ow um, and they would shave with two two shells sharpened shells and I just thought oh Nelly like that does not sound comfortable. Um, and why did they do it? 
Now, here's one for you. Because they wanted to look like they were more sophisticated. And in the Egyptian point of view, barbarians were ones that had hair. Barbarian comes from the Greek word barber, which is hair-related. So barbarians were the hairy ones. So who knew, right? <laughs> so it's uh, I actually just learned about the barbarian word tonight, so I was very excited to uh, share that with you guys. Barbarians came from those times when they were like, oh, the hairy ones, look at them in their hairy faces. They are so, so lower class. We must fight them and kill them. So it's really, really funny that we have carried this in different ways uh, into the future. Now, one of the reasons um, they were saying that ancient Greeks, some of them had hair, some of them didn't, but a lot of them that didn't chose to shave the hair off their bodies so that when they did hand-to-hand combat, um, there wasn't anything to grab onto. So that's one of the reasons Alexander the Great was said to have had no beard, like a lot of other Greeks had beards when you see statues of them. Um, He did not. And um, some other people say it was because he was into homosexual activity and it just made it easier. I don't even know where they got that point of view from, but I just had to laugh and tell you guys because I was like, oh, please, whatever. I think it has more to do with fighting than homosexual activity. So... And, and truthfully, like, I did study martial arts for a number of years. Uh, I could still get into it if I wanted to. Um, and, yeah, when somebody has longer hair, you can grab that hair and literally throw them. If they have facial hair, you know, if somebody was attacking me and they had facial hair, that is one of the first things I would go for. Um, so it's it would be a really smart move from a, a martial standpoint to eliminate your hair so that you're not going to be attacked there there are actually uh, tribes around the world especially in Africa where uh, the night before the wedding uh women will be shaved completely like not just their armpits their legs and their crotch they are shaved from head to toe and they often uh will maintain that look the rest of their lives and the men will sometimes do that too so it it's actually considered more attractive just like how just like what the Egyptians were doing, the, a lot of these other African uh, nations are kind of continuing the tradition of the Egyptians, like eliminating all this body hair. Um, but, you know, if you really look at different times in history, like the Vikings were amazing fighters, and they were always always depicted with a lot of hair. Um, maybe they were so tough they could handle being tossed around by their beards. Maybe their beards were made out of some kind of special wire that we aren't aware of that just maybe it was like electrifying and if maybe their beards fought people i don't know ah the hair the hair of it all i don't know but it's very um it's very intriguing to me that there's so many points of view about hair um and now doctors are actually saying that the the increased uh, frequent removal of pubic hair is associated with an increased risk of herpes, syphilis, and the human papilloma virus. So that is a uh, December 26th newest research from from the, I don't know what this stands for, NPR, I didn't look that up, but uh, National something-something, I think. All right, so there you go. It's uh, it's interesting, you know, the first the first time that um, women really started to 
to do the pubic hair stuff was a little later than than the legs. So, you know, some people thought it was maybe because, oh, maybe because they were uh, dancers or maybe because they were um, prostitutes or whatever. Um, It really... A lot of this stuff had to do with fashion when it comes to women. And for men, a lot of it had to do with uh, self-preservation. So <laughs> keeping your body safe during times of war. Uh, it, it was actually sometimes, well, one of the quotes that I found was that according to 16th century, there's a fellow in the 16th century, his name was Christopher Smart. He said that the shaving of the chin was an invention of the people of Sodom, as in Sodomites, to make men look like women. A very interesting point of view, but okay, whatever. <laughs> so it's it's all a very interesting point of view, and maybe they just did that to their hair because they felt like it. I don't know. Um, the cool thing. So we were talking a little bit about Victorians. Um, just I brought them up briefly. Um, and Victorians had a little obsession with hair. So when we come back from break, I'll tell you a few interesting things the Victorians did with... Oh, I'm off on time. I've got a whole other minute. I can tell you right now what the Victorians actually did with their hair. So I don't know if you guys were aware, the Victorians would uh, take locks of hair and and they would often save them, locks from a child, locks from their mother, and they would actually do art with this stuff. I've seen some of these hair arts, and I almost want to vomit when I see them. I don't know what it is. It irks me to think of, like, old hair that's been there for, like, 120, 40, 50 years. Um, But they did. They kept it, and these things are still intact, and they would make roses and stuff, and they would add all these different families' hairs to it. So they would keep these lockets of hair and make art out of them, sculptures, in fact, that were, like, three-dimensional and uh, one of the things they would secretly do was keep a locket of their lover's pubic hair. Yes, I needed to tell you guys that before we went to break. So when we come back from break, other strange and interesting things about pubic hair and other hair on the body. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. 
The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. And I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and today's topic is Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. So just before break, I was talking about the Victorians saving each other's pubic hair because that's what they did. <laughs> they would do interesting things with it. For example, men would sometimes take the locks of the pubic hair and put them in their hats as like, they said they were like luck talismans and stuff like that. Uh, there's apparently um, some museum that's got the hair of King George, I think it was King George the Sixth. Um, George, yeah, King George the Sixth mistress uh, has. Let me just see. So, the Museum of St Andrews University in Scotland has in its collection a snuff box full of pubic hair of one of King George the Sixth's mistresses. So, these things have been these, you know, pubic hair things have been around a long time. Hair in general, saving it, keeping it. Um, you know, think about, uh, was it Samson? One of those biblical figures whose hair, his power was in his hair. Um, so hair has actually been regarded as having like a very powerful, um, effect uh, or considered to be a very powerful thing, uh, over the centuries. So one is, um, one of the first in, in Western society, aside from, the Egyptians who were waxing everything and wanted to be totally hairless, men and women and children even, were doing all these rituals. Um, the In around the 1450s, uh, they refer to these women as public women who were actually the prostitutes. They would shave their pubic hair for personal hygiene, mostly to combat pubic lice. Um, and or um, they would... Ooh, or they would sometimes don a pubic wig. Yes, they would, where the pubic line of work would require so. So if they were required to wear pubic hair, they actually had a pubic-type wig. I know, I know. So there you go. There you go and there you are, is what my grandfather would say. And I'm even in a little bit of like, hmm, that's interesting. So... There's been a lot of, since, especially since the availability of pornography has skyrocketed over the last 20 years with the, with like the, with the website, with internet, with uh, cell phones, easy access to like people taking pictures of their pubic regions constantly. 
Um, the wild thing is is that also the rise in um, hair shame has gone way up too. That's my awareness on that. I didn't. I don't have numbers or facts on it. But when you look at 40 years ago, 35 years ago, or whatever, uh, wasn't such a big deal to have hair. You could shave it. You didn't have to shave it. Heck, hippies hardly ever shaved it. Let's face it, they were just so stoned they weren't thinking about shaving it. So, you know, when when it comes to more awareness and, and people seeing these things more often, they're doing a lot of comparisons. So if you're comparing your body to a pornographer's body, then you're going to start to have a lot of interesting things come up about, you know, not only body size, but lack of body hair. Um, it's very rare that you'll see pornography with uh, the people, unless it's 1970s porn, that's when they had hair. But since like the late 90s on, um, very rarely will you see pubic hair in pornography. Um you might see like the French landing strip. Did you know that that was actually considered French where Brazilian is totally gone and when you just sort of shave the sides to not have it jump out of your um, underwear or bathing suit, that's actually called Western shave. There's uh, so many variations. I don't know what shaving your name into it is from, but whatever. Um, so lots of uh, different ways people are doing this. But the main thing is like the judgment of underarm hair, leg hair, and uh, pubic hair for women and then and facial hair on women as well. And then the judgment uh, or even chest hair. I do know some women who have um, hair on their chest. Not They're not covered, but, you know, hormones change and people's bodies change, so hair shows up. And uh, for men, a lot of men have a lot of shame around back hair, bum hair, um, that sort of thing. So, or excessive facial hair, neck hair. You know, a lot of guys go to the barber to just get their neck shaved so that you can't see between their collar and their their hair uh, line that they want this distinction. So they get that little area shaved more often than not. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of people get a lot of like shame feeling around hair. And, you know, are we carrying these points of view on from the Egyptians who thought that the, that hair was filthy, uh, unhealthy, dirty, vile? Like, they had so many points of view about hair. Um, their priests had a lot of um, impact on that, saying that it was, like, unholy, unhealthy, un, um, unclean, you know. So, you know, getting rid of hair was a necessary thing to do for the Egyptians if they wanted to be high class, if they wanted to be the upper class Egyptians that got on in society. You'd be hairless, you'd be bathing three, four, five times a day, um, essentially doing much nothing else except for bathing and hair removal. Thus, how did they build the pyramids? They had to bring in other people who didn't care about hair and baths. That's how they did it. So nowadays... We've got all these greater systems that we can use that can remove hair faster, better, longer, stronger. Um, and and how much um, you know? How much are we putting, investing um, our time into this? If you actually sat back and went, how much time have I spent shaving my legs, shaving my armpits, shaving my this, shaving my that? This much time, this many times a month, this many times a year. You add it up. You've probably spent several weeks of your life shaving your body parts. Just saying. What else could we be doing with this time, people? 
something else, I tell you. So what else could we create and generate if we weren't sitting around obsessing about how wrong our bodies were all the time? Now, if your body does like hair, choose it. If your body doesn't like hair, choose it. So, you know, I really, again, I don't have a point of view, but what I'm trying to get at is there are a lot of points of view out there. Um, if you have partners that are influencing your, you know, your choice with your body and you're like, well, so-and-so likes it better if I shave my crotch, so I'm going to do it. Um, do it for you. Don't do it for them. Because you know what? It's your body. Ask your body, too. Would you like to be shaved? Would you like, you know, I, I'm not somebody who does it on a... A regular occasion. I don't have like a set timer, shave today, nothing like that. It's like my body one day will just be like, okay, you can shave me now. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then there'll be like months where it's like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, cool, we'll leave it. So, you know, there's, there are so many options. Although my body is like really excited to, to have like, armpits that that are like hairless it doesn't have a it's just like yay no i don't know what that is about maybe maybe i'll have my armpits licked more or sniffed more i'm not sure i'm not sure what my body's aware of with that um and it's funny because you know i've i've had the encounters with partners who uh, who have been like bummed that uh, that at you know and it's funny it's like the timelines somehow never get quite in line um like i've had partners who have been like oh darn i love pubic hair i just want to hold on to it while i like go down on you and then i've had other partners go like get rid of that pubic hair it's so like in my face and get it rid of it it's like so many differing points of view and again what is fun for your body you know what would be fun for your body does your body like to have hair does it not like to have hair if your body likes to have hair start asking for the lovers to show up that will enjoy your body hair because there are lots that will um if your body likes guys out there if your body likes to have back hair and chest hair you know ask for the women to show up who like hair um i i could like send my hands through chest hair and hair all day long. I love it. So whatever. Um, That's fun to me. That's just my point of view. And if a person doesn't have hair, it doesn't turn me off. It's, I do like it. It doesn't turn me off. It doesn't, it, it does actually turn me on to touch it because I'm a tactile person. The more textures, the more fun. So there you go. Um, So for you guys too, um, what is it that's fun? Like, do you like touching hair? Do you like touching your own hair, for one? Um, really encourage you to, like, check out your own hair. Instead of just assuming, eliminate that hair. Get rid of her. She's awful and ugly. Before you go assuming that it's ugly and awful, check it out. Check out how it grows. Check out the directions it grows in. Because you know what? You might actually start to be more fascinated and interested in it. It's part of your body. You know, and just eliminate your points of view on that. How do you eliminate your points of view? Just like start going everywhere I have a point of view about that. Destroy and uncreate it all. You can use the clearing from access consciousness and you can check that out at theclearingstatement.com. You can use all kinds of things to start to, to allow yourself to receive more of your body, more from other people's bodies. 
get rid of those points of view that are stopping you from receiving um, everything you desire. What if one of your, you know, lovers in the future has lots of hair, but you've got the point, like, it could be an amazing lover. It could be like the lover your body's been asking for forever. And what if your you know, you've got the point of view of, I can never be with somebody who has hair on their back, but this person shows up and they're like, you're, everything about it is like zinging in your universe. And you're like, wow. And then you find out they have hair on their back and you're like, well, no, I can't be with you because blah, blah. And you've created this stopping, blocking point from receiving them because of what, hair? Honestly, you wouldn't change, you wouldn't allow somebody to enter your life, be part, enter your vagina, enter your anus, wherever, enter your mouth. Um, You wouldn't allow this person to show up in your life because you have a point of view about hair? Wow. So, would you like to change that now so that people can show up in your life? All kinds of people can show up in your life if you don't have a point of view about, you know, hair, no hair, that kind of thing, it's a really great time to start changing that on this planet so we stop judging each other for minutia and crap that's not even significant. You know, if you have a unibrow, cool, you have a unibrow. There you go. Like, doesn't mean anything super, doesn't... Bert and Ernie, Bert is one of my favorite characters of all time, has a unibrow, just saying. So (laughs) we're going to head to break, and when we come back... We'll wrap up this crazy wild show on Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow on The Pleasure Zone. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. 
This is the Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at melissayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Millie Yelenich, and today's topic is Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. Uh, so many points of view about hair and what is sexy and what isn't sexy. Um, my challenge, because it might be a challenge for you, is to start to go through your points of view about hair. You love it, you hate it, you know, whatever it is, and start to eliminate your points of view about hair so that you can receive uh, everyone in totality, hairless, hairy, not hairy, whatever, half and half, Um, you know, what if we are actually stopping our receiving by refusing to have partners because of things like hair? You know, if you're like, oh my God, he has a mustache. Oh my God, she has a mustache. If you you actually stop receiving people because you have these things set in your mind about what the perfect body is supposed to look like, telling you people you're going to miss out on a lot of amazing people on this planet just because, you know, you're like, hey, you have hair somewhere that I don't have hair. And that's just weird. Well, maybe, maybe not. So (laughs) half the time, uh, do you even know if your friends have crotch hair or not unless you've talked about it? Probably not, but, you know, we could sit around saying that, oh, I could never be with a guy if he has back hair. Um, Well, why not? That eliminates about half of the men on the planet. You know, if you could never be with a woman who has crotch hair, that eliminates about half the women on the planet. Just saying. So would you be willing to receive from everybody, hairless or hairy? It doesn't matter. And not my Uncle Harry, because he's dead, but maybe I could receive from him energetically. Okay, no. So, uh, yes, hairless or having hair. It doesn't really matter. Are you willing to receive all of that? Awesome. Because some of you are, like, still having lots of points of view about hair and, you know, no, I don't, I I really like a shaved crotch. Cool. Like it. But if you have the point of view that you'll only have fun if a crotch is shaved, well, then you're going to miss out on a lot of fun, I'm telling you. So, Or if you have a point of view of, oh, my God, that girl has underarm hair. Oh, that's so fucking weird. Oh, I swore in this episode. That's a, I think that's my first time swearing this year. Yay! So <laughs> there's a... Yeah, if, if you're just, like, thinking it's too weird and you can't receive from them because, oh, my God, they have a pubic hair here and there and everywhere... My first uh, step is, my first step in getting over that is, get over yourself already. Okay, that's that's my key point. Get over yourself. It's hair. You know, have it or don't have it. If you're like, I don't like guys who are balding. I don't like receding hairlines. I like this. and I Get over yourself already. Because you know what? You're missing out on half the freaking, po- more than half the freaking population. You're missing out on a lot of amazing people if you have like incessant points of view about hair. 
which I know a lot of people have because I've heard them. And I've heard people make comments like, oh, my God, look at that girl. She has hairy armpits, like the girl that I knew that would um, nurse when I would nurse. And people would be like, oh, my God, she's and you could hear them. You could hear their brains screaming it. And she was like aware that people are judging her. And she's like, yeah, but this works for my body. So don't look if you don't like it. There you go. That's the advice. Don't look if you don't like it. You know, back in the day uh, when, especially in Europe, uh, nude beaches, uh, beaches everywhere started appearing. And, uh, you know, as we've become, as the bathing suit went from being that full body suit from basically a burkini down to what we've got now, uh, which is nude beaches, you know, as time has progressed and the bathing suit has gotten smaller and virtually eliminated in a lot of places, uh, hair has also started to get eliminated too. Amazing how that starts to happen. The smaller our clothes get, the less hair we want to have on them. Uh, so, you know, we don't have to shave everything off just because our bathing suits are smaller. I challenge you to go to an island like Crete, where I went on a beach and all the Greek men are hairy from head to toe and they don't give a flying tart about it. And it was awesome. And then you had a lots of Swedish women there who were like playing frisbee topless with great hairy armpits. You gotta love Greece because people are just there to have fun, rock it out and, and be like practically naked, even on not naked beaches and showing off their hair because who gives a flying tart? Nobody. Because it's bodies and people are just enjoying themselves. So what if we could be more like that? What if we could be more like, hey, cool, you have a body, have a body. Don't worry about the hair. It doesn't matter. Um, instead of being like the Egyptians who had so many points of view about um, everything, maybe that's what killed their society. No, I don't think so. But let's just for a second think that that's possible. Um, their points of view destroyed them. Is that true? Yes, the point of view destroyed them, but I don't know if it's their point of view about hair that destroyed them. So, you know, looking at all those cultures historically, why they had hair, why they didn't have hair, and just start to really ask your body, body, would you like hair? Would you like more hair? And if you if you don't have hair and you say you're balding and you'd like hair, start asking your body if it would like to contribute to you and have some more hair. In Access Consciousness, we have this exercise called the thymus exercise. And the thymus is part of this, the endocrine system that encourages hair and nail growth. So if you don't know what that exercise is and you'd like me to get that to you or take you through it, you can contact me at www.melitsajelinek.com. Uh, you can request it. I have a file that I send out. Um yeah, lots of options available to you. How much fun can you have communicating with your body and other bodies and receiving more from all bodies, hairy or not? Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.